Back at it with another episode. Something else to talk about. It's your boy, Vulnerable Truth. I want to get something said, and I want it to be extremely clear. We're not asking to fight racism. We're not looking for approval. It seems that whenever we talk about racism, combat it, talk against it, people make it seem like it's an option that they're giving us. It's not an option. There is nothing that anyone could do to stop the conversation from happening. There's no permission needed. There's no permission that you can even give that would make it okay for it to be talked about. We don't need your permission. We're not asking for it. We didn't ask for racism, but somehow that's fine and dandy. We're not looking for permission about anything that we do. We're not accepting anything racist. We're not kneeling or bowing down to anyone as racist. Racism will not be tolerated. It will be stood against. Everywhere presents itself. And for me, that's not an option. So, <laughs> so if people feel, however they feel about it, that's not even a problem of mine. It's a problem of yours. That problem will bother you because you will not be able to control what I say, what I do, and how I fight my battles. Now what people can do is do better, be better, raise your kids better. Come on inside and fight racism with me. Either way, it'll go on. The fight will continue. And I'm not one to say or to accept losing a fight like this. It's been an unfair fight since the beginning of this nation. And it's so obvious. It is so obvious. Of the... What am I trying to say? It's so obvious of the the role America wanted, want people to play. 
Look who's the most aggressive. Look who has the most to say about any and everything, even things that don't have anything to do with them. Who's the ones that feel like they should put their input wherever they feel the need to? Feel the need to. Who? (laughs) Who are the people that feel like it's okay for them to be aggressive with whoever, whenever, however they please to? But can't take it when... It's directed toward them. All of a sudden, there becomes a a problem with that person or that group. And, I mean, that's fine. I think there's a part of me that feel like America needs a taste of its own medicine. Racism is like a day one baby. And it's been nursed, fed, pushed along, and graduated, and anything that you could think of. And people want to talk equality, equality? Those same people that bring equality into each conversation are hypocrites in that very moment. You have people running for school board that will not support a candidate that support Black Lives Matter. And no matter what we tell them about our Black Lives Matter fight, they are intentionally deaf, deaf, Because all they're here, well, they won't even hear anything about the organization. But that's the thing they'll bring up time and time and time again. They won't bring up anything that matters. They won't even bring up anything of any substance. They act like when people come for America, that it's a horrible thing to do. America has come for every body that lives in America except white people. It's created this stage for them to feel like that stage is a hundred feet high and we're looking up. America has lied to you. Like, I can't even begin to say how bad it's lied to you. Because you do not have the power that you think that you have. And that's why that aggression comes in a form of groups. Or it, it comes in a form of guns on your shoulders. It comes in a form of every insecurity that you think you're not showing 
but you expose it more and more and more. Black people don't go around putting themselves in a white suburbia business. We don't act like we you know we're going inside of white suburbia communities. We didn't act like that. Because now I live in white suburbia. And I'm from Chicago. So I know what goes on in Chicago and in white suburbia. But here in white suburbia, they feel the need to speak on places that they're too afraid to even set foot in. They speak about fights that they have no clue about. They speak about neighborhoods where they don't have a clue what is or isn't being done with the crime or children being shot and killed. And where I live in Chaska, Minnesota, they have like a prime example right here to look at if they wanted to actually see. But they can also care less. They don't care about what goes on in inner cities. It's just another talking point for them. But like I fight racism, I also speak out about what goes on in inner cities, in those communities. I also go to those communities to walk, protest, just be in the environment of a grieving family that I have never met before. But that's the difference between me and people that want to bring what goes on there up. Because they're too afraid to go over there. They don't want to care about that grieving family. They just would need it as a talking point. And it falls short every time. It falls short every time. Because it doesn't matter what goes on in black communities. If a police officer kills someone or if white people kill someone, it does not matter what's going on in that community because it has nothing to do with what was going on in that moment. When police kill black people, it's not black people killing black people, it's police killing black people. When white people feel like they could chase somebody down and, and kill them on the street, it's not black people killing black people. It's white people feeling emboldened enough to feel like they can chase somebody down in the street and kill them and walk. They expect that privilege way too much. 
because America has given it to them way too much. And you can see it across any and everything. The presidential election was really close, which tells you that we haven't evolved into anything. We haven't taken many steps forward. A few, yeah, but not many. No one that'll say Martin Luther King was a Republican should actually believe that he would actually follow the Republican Party of today. And it's not for all Republicans, but because not every Republican that I know and that I have spoken with are the loud ones, are the aggressive ones. The ones that I'm talking about are the ones that support white supremacy. They hide behind their privilege and still are too afraid to admit that they have it. It's there. You have it. That's the one thing that make people feel like when my kids or my family or my friend's family went through racism, that they had the right to come out and tell us that our experiences was not our experiences. The moment happens, mass, school board meetings. Who is aggressive? Threatening school board members, teachers, principals, deans. Yelling at school board members, threatening them. We never had anyone quit because we were so aggressive with speaking against the racism that happened to our families. But because one person tell a political side that masks aren't okay, the echo chamber comes loud, comes out loud and aggressive. And that's sad because as adults, we are created to think for ourselves. We are created to have our own minds. But you are literally here the same thing from one person to the next. Elections are coming up soon. And maybe not all Republicans, but the Republicans that have the most money behind them. You will hear BLM, protests, South Minneapolis burning, looting. Um, you will hear mask. You will hear CRT. And the sad part about that is their talking points will be the same across the whole party, no matter what state they're in, no matter what state they're in. Because they are incapable of thinking for themselves.
You can tell me anything you want to. And if it sounds good, it sounds good. But there's not much information that's given to me that I don't look into myself. Create my own judgment. Make up my own mind about it. It doesn't matter who it's coming from, unless it's my, <laughs> unless it's my mother. If it's my mother, you know, yeah, she, um, she's led me down a good road up until this point. Even though I listen when I was younger, I listen when I'm adult for everything that she's told me when I was younger, which has also put me in a better place to see people, to appreciate people, to acknowledge people, to love people, to be genuine to people. It's the one thing that I have that I will not bend on. I'll be genuine to everyone. Because first and foremost, I'll always be genuine to myself. I don't have to create lies for myself. I hold myself accountable with anything. I may not know when I mess up at that time. And sometimes it might take for somebody to bring it to my attention. But I can always hold myself accountable. I have done so much work on myself to get to where I am because I was tired of being a person that I was. That's how life should be. You grow, you learn, you make mistakes. You get better from those mistakes. But apparently that's not the way that everyone else views life. It's hard to say that we're stuck in the 1960s or the 1950s. We're not stuck there. But we are stuck in a time way before then. And it's a damn shame. How does it make sense for someone to make excuses for kids that's doing racist things? But tell us that our kids are supposed to be true enough, be mature enough to deal with it. To brush it off. Who teaches their kid to accept racism, to learn how to deal with it? Who should teach that? But also, who should teach their kids to be racist? Who should teach their kids racism? 
who should teach their kids to be afraid of someone else? And the only way to try to make it look different is to try to project yourself above that person. It shows the opposite. It just shows how weak you are, how afraid you are. There hasn't been a time in history where the control was how America expected it to be. Even during slavery, there was no way to control us then and there's not a way to control us now. It won't work. It won't work. And that also speaks to insecurity. Why do you feel you need so much control over everything? That literally shows you have no control over anything. And then speaking the same words as everybody else you know. Shows you don't have control over your own mind. I would love to see elections run with valid points, valid arguments, good talking points, good sportsmanship. Politics are literally the dumbest thing that happens to this country and is one of the most divisive things that happened to this country. And it's only getting worse. People in the suburbs, well, people everywhere, they love their guns. It don't matter, Democrat, Republican, it don't matter. People love their guns. But no one puts it on display like suburbia. No one tries to use it as a threat or as something macho when you're literally walking with like a thousand people. It's like that should be enough, right? But each and every one of y'all need guns. And on top of that, you have to yell at people. You have to be aggressive. Like that is so sad. It's extremely sad. I suggest y'all get it together. Racism leaves the door open for so many things. It leaves the door open for racist racist people to experience racism themselves. But it also leaves the door open for people to get tired and fight back. I don't know if I said it on an earlier podcast, but if you ask me, being attacked with racism is an attack. So if someone defends themselves, in my eyes, 
which is completely different than America's eyes, is self-defense. Got kids throwing cotton on black kids. You got people going into Popeyes calling people niggas. I am so peaceful. But I'm not that peaceful. I would never work to be that peaceful. They say, when you know better, you'll do better. Might be a hard lesson to learn, but you're going to learn it. And if racism keep going the way that it's going, which is, is, is getting louder, it's getting more aggressive, it's getting more careless, you think you're afraid now? The last thing America want to do is bring black people closer together. You can already see the amount of fear that everyone gets when a protest is peaceful. Really, do we say anything about anyone else's, anyone else's protest, no matter what they're protesting for, unless it's some type of racist BS. And it's been so much of that lately. High schools, leaving racist notes in gym bags, calling other kids, other students, other athletes racist. And the first thing suburbia says, so the whole school is supposed to be punished. The whole team is supposed to be punished. You goddamn right. That shouldn't even be the punishment. If you're not willing to stand up for a teammate, stand by a teammate, why are you on a team, any team? You can literally take it and use it with politics. Whatever political side you're on, you stand by that side. One side is, from what I see, more aggressive than the other. But they stand by their political side. It's just like a team. You stand by your teammates. You don't let harm come to them. You stand up for that teammate. Teams are supposed to be families. They're supposed to help each other grow, understand, learn things about life that 
One might know that the other don't. They're supposed to create bonds. I would never be a part of a team that I couldn't stand beside each and every step of the way. And if something happened to him, it's not happening to that person. It's happening to me too. This is a basketball team. We were brothers. Football teams, we were brothers. Somehow America don't get that concept. Because even if you go into the service, there's still problems with racism. Like, it's embedded in every aspect of this country. Every aspect of this country. CRT is a theory that is definitely not taught in schools. Not elementary or high schools, anyway. But it's a theory. You can support that theory or not. The thing about a theory is it's nothing that's set in stone. It's something that that's supposed to create a dialogue, create a different outlook of things. But you always know when something is hitting close to the truth. Because people hate the truth. And they have to combat it. They want history books that's created these lies or created a, a, a perfect white American America and have everybody else look like they were savages or not intelligent. Inside the history books, the white race is the only race that is not demeaned. It's the only race that that had some good things about itself. Everybody else were beneath that. Savages, infuriated. It's dumb. It is really dumb. It's stupid. And if people can't see that and even think for a second that something's wrong with that, then maybe it's not the kids whose brain isn't fully developed. Maybe it's the adults whose brain isn't fully developed. You have athletes that are told to quiet down or bring down their abilities of what they can do. So that it's fair for everyone else. But you can get a grown man to go into a woman's sport. Whether it's fighting. Or whether it's something else that's athletic. The moment America sees this opening. To bring just a little bit of doubt 
against black excellence. It does. And then it tries to blow it up. And it don't work because we can already see what's going on. Gabby Douglas, Simone Biles, it, and they were kids. They put in the work to be great. And they told that they can't be great. When people wear dreadlocks or braids, for some reason, people feel like it's okay to tell them that they can't wear that hairstyle. Nobody else. We might have some thick ass hair and when I had hair, <laughs> I had some thick curly hair and yes, it got nappy. But it didn't get tangled. Not at all. And then a sad part about hairstyles is we're not the only one wearing braids now. We're not the only one wearing dreadlocks now. Why is this so much of our culture that's embedded in every other culture. But people like to pretend that we're awful or they hate us. If that was really true, we wouldn't be as influential as we are across the board. You wouldn't hear so many white kids listening to rap and sagging their pants and, and wanting to say nigga. You wouldn't listen to rock and roll or country music. There's nothing in this country that's without our names. Absolutely nothing. And when I say our names, it, it, it doesn't mean that we just had some input. I mean, our names as, if you look at the top names, they're there. They always will be. We are competitive as fuck. But it's just who we are. We don't ask anybody to bring anything down to, to where we can compete with them. One thing that we have done that people do not give us credit for is that we have always put in the work. Always. Going all the way back to slavery. All the way up until the present day. 
We've always had to try harder. We've always had to be better or do better. And in return, we put out excellence. We put out greatness. And that was nothing for us. With just a little bit of effort, it shows. And then when we really try, who's keeping up? Michael Phelps. He is. That boy can swim. Another prime example. How much America talks shit about him when he was doing drugs. But so much America has something to say when Queen Richardson smoked some wheat, was doing a little bit of drugs. It's not an enhancement. But so many people had something to say. When Gabby Douglas was a small mouth, felt like she needed to take a step back from the Olympics. So much of America had some shit to say. Why? I know how I feel to be empathetic. But that's not something that America teaches anyone. People like to tell us, oh, you're not a victim. You never hear us cry victim. But you will definitely see the ones that's telling us we're not the victim claim victim. They're trying to shut us up. They want to take away our rights. They want to take away our right to bear arms. They want to take away our rights to be racist. You keep your rights to bear arms, but yeah, absolutely. I'm coming to take away your right to be racist. And I don't care what it takes. I am coming to take away you're right to feel like you're better than everyone else. I'm coming to take away that right to allow you, you to believe that you cannot or should not practice what you preach. That the world is supposed to look at you one way while I look at everyone else a completely different way. Now we're going <laughs> we're going to create one lens buddy one lens We're going to learn how to see each other for exactly who we are And it might take a while to get there but we will. We'll definitely get there. It's more and more people willing to speak up against racism 
speak out against racism than it was when I first started speaking out against racism. So this fight is for however long it need to be. I don't care if I got to be the only person in the country that's fighting it. I will never give it up. The same way you want your kids to be safe and, and play and go about life the way that they should, so do I. But not only my kids. I want your kids to be that way too. I want my friends' kids to be that way too. I want your friends' kids to be that way. I don't need anything that just benefits me. I don't want anything that just benefits me. But I do want each and every child, every family to be able to move however they see fit. Be able to move wherever that they want. To be a part of the community just like everybody else. To not have to worry about trying to fit in or try not to piss this person off or, or not to look this way to certain people. I hope people giving that up like I have. I really do. Because I refuse to not be who I am for anybody. I don't care how uncomfortable anyone else is. I don't care how I look to them. All that matters to me is how I see me. That's it. I know I have my biases. I know I have my flaws. So I know I'll always be a work in progress forever. But at least I know that. And I could work on that each and every time that I need to. Can you? Can you work on something today that needed to be changed yesterday? I can. I can hold myself accountable and I'm not afraid to put it into the atmosphere so that other people know. But that's me. That's just me. But that's my long <laughs> seven in the morning rant. This is, it gets annoying. It's, it's tiring. And you just get tired of people feeling like they're so much better than everybody else. And like their voices are the only ones that matter. If you cannot support a political candidate because they support BLM, Black Lives Matter, your whole campaign is focused on racism. 
there's not one black person that's running a campaign that's focused on anything with white lives or anything. <laughs> like, is that not even in a topic of discussion? But if you support BLM, I cannot support you. If you support CRT, I cannot support you. It's an extremely funny day when people are afraid of a theory. But it also tells a story. It also tells a story. But I'm signing off, y'all. I got to get me some rest so I can go to work tonight. Yeah. We're so much better together. It's so much easier working together. I don't understand what's so hard for people to see that. Life is so much easier together. Will we fall out? Absolutely. Will we have problems? Absolutely. But that's not the problem. That's a part of life. You literally will not know how strong any relationship can be until you have confrontation. And on that note, I'm really done. I'm really done. But if you're listening, I am, I would like suggestions. Because I don't, I don't just want to have a podcast. You know, I, I want to have something that people resonate with. It doesn't have to resonate with everybody. But I want to have something that people can understand, that people can feel. Something that's as true to me and so close to me, so so close to others. But they have suggestions. They have ways of me getting better, probably editing and getting actual <laughs> podcast equipment. But I'm getting back to it. And I got a lot to say. I always do. But I appreciate every lesson, whether it's for the good reasons or not. I would appreciate feedback, whether it's for the right reasons or not. It's not a voice I'm not willing to listen to. Ever. But I hope everybody's week is getting better. It's hump day. Well, for me, it's starting my weekend. Today's my Friday. But I hope everybody's week is getting better and starting to get exciting to the week. My heart and condolences and soul and prayers go out to all families that's lost loved ones and houses and anything with tornadoes and hurricanes and it's part of the season that is absolutely heartbreaking for me because so many lives have to change and there's nothing that they can do about it. So my thoughts and prayers are with every family that's going through anything right now. Next podcast, I'm going to try to touch on some mental health, give an update to where 
I am after my fall in uh, 2019. And let people know just, you know, just where I am, you know. But I'll talk to y'all later. Have a good morning, good day at work, good day at school. If you could change the world, change something about the world to make it positive every day.